Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beats you hear on the show and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. We are pumped to announce that Raise on the Radio has teamed up with Morphogen Nutrition out of Columbus, Ohio. This is a company we have been following for a long time and have used a lot of their products. They literally have everything you need to give your health a boost, whether that be physically or mentally. They have products such as Calm that helps manage stress and anxiety. They have products such as Party, which is a pre-party harm reduction supplement for when you know you're going to have a cocktail or four. They have pre-intra and post-workout supplements, nootropics, multivitamins, mind and mood boosting supplements, etc. Best of all, all of their products are GMP certified, manufactured in the USA, and third-party tested so you know you are getting a no BS, scientifically validated, effectively dosed supplement that you never have to question. Just go to MorphogenNutrition.com and use discount code ROTR for 10% off. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to go hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out their email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to raisedontheradiostl.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. Now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Cole Mercado, Patrick Blair with me, as usual. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, you don't ever rock a beard or a goatee or a mustache or anything like that. I believe because you've told me in the past that you just can't grow one very well. Is that true? This isn't a knock, this is just a question. No, it's very true. It's I very mean, true. I've, yeah, it's bad. It's, if I anything happens, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So the reason why so I asked this... I am this, clean shaven all the time. The reason why I asked this, I need you to pull up the YouTube video uh, from Michael Sarah's new Uber Eats commercial. Didn't know that was a thing, but I've okay. watched this one time and it is still annoying me. I can't imagine why that person or an Uber Eats commercial would annoy just, you, but I'm just, also just, intrigued. Just play the video and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. So do these run on television or just the internet? This was on TV. I think really? I seen I think I've seen it during a football game. Wow. All right, here we go. This is fun. Okay. Huh. Get it. Like why? Why? Look at that. Oh, no. Why would you wear why would you do a commercial a and have that here. beard? Uh, That's awful, well, right? I'll be honest with you, dude. I'll be honest with you. If I could rock that, <laughs> I totally would. Yours is worse than that. Oh, it's not even close. I could huh. go a month. 
and you would see me and be like, I don't think there's anything different about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if I could do that, honestly, I probably would. Yeah, yeah I it's dirty. This is it's it, gross. It's but. annoying me, and like it's all it's all patchy and stuff. And I I'm not knocking him for not being able to grow one very well. I get it. That's a thing. Sure, you are. But you're in a commercial, and you're rocking this, and you're Michael Sarah. Well, let's see if he makes up for it with his stupendous acting in this commercial. I need uh, food. Okay. Can't swim while I'm eating. The thirty minute rule. Genius. Tiny bites, tiny bites, appear to be savoring. The chip will keep you dry. That's okay. Just say something smart and awesome. I love this house. I hate this house. It is a shitty beard, huh? I mean, <laughs> why didn't he just do the mustache and the chin hair? He, he could have got away with that. Yeah, I just, I don't But think... it's like, it's not full in different places on both sides of his face. Right. That's my problem. Like, and my friends would always make fun of me because when I was younger... When I my face looked like a tackle box and I had bleach blonde hair with a black stripe, when you look that ridiculous, you can kind of get away with shitty facial hair. Yeah. So I would grow, like the chin out, and there would be like things that would grow out, and my friends would always give me shit. They're like, "Dude, your hairs are like three inches apart from one another. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not facial hair. It's like a growth on your face. <laughs> like." It doesn't look right. <laughs> Get rid of it. Even when I looked at it, like that ridiculous, like I said, face like a tackle box, stupid hair, dressed like an asshole. But yeah, that's that's bad. It's not very good. Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand why you're doing a commercial and you're you're making that happen. What? What? I, I guess it is supposed to make him look older, maybe, or something. It was a choice, man. Now, whether it was his choice, or well, here's it was the, the thing. So, choice. so the so there's another commercial where he's like at a grill, and I could yeah. see how maybe there's a difference in how people perceive the commercial. Well, let's do that Beca- one. because of him having a beard and versus versus not having a beard. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, let's do the grilling machine. Yeah, tell me what you think. And this is actually a little bit of a funnier commercial. Why did I say I'd man the grill? I don't man things. Just find the knob that makes the hot fire come out. Here's the plan. I need burgers, buns. Great. Look at me go. I'm a grilling machine. How's it going? Literally about three more minutes. You've got to turn it on. Five minutes. <laughs> go take a dip. <laughs> What's the appeal for... Some of these Hollywood actors to just uh, th- th- that that attitude. Okay, let me let me just. Uh, uh, here's what I call it. Y- you only see it with young white Hollywood actors or youngish or whatever from that generation, especially. I, I apply it to the guys from the same thing to the guys from uh, what's that fucking show that was on Comedy Central. I don't even know if it's still a show anymore. It's got three dudes. Workaholics. They all live together. Yes, 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 yes. That's Those definitely not a show anymore. <laughs> it's not. Okay, it's I, I never watched time. it. I never. I never. It's not my thing. But I. But I would see those guys be in things in public, like on t- like not in a show, not in a controlled setting, but in a like being interviewed or doing things in the public eye. And they had this thing about them that really fucking annoyed me. It's I, I call it white oblivion. Okay, where it's just like. I'm oblivious to the world, man. And I don't understand why you are you, but I'm me. 
and I'm going to, I'm going to just not act serious about anything ever. Like that's the attitude I get from Michael Sarah. A lot of times it's like, eh, no big deal. I'm going to stick my finger in this raw meat. Five more minutes. Like <laughs> it, it just do grow up. Would you? You're 40 now. Grow up. I don't know. It's, it's, it's always annoyed me. Ugh. I just watched a movie with him the other day though, that I, I love. I think it's very, well, I don't know if it's underrated, but maybe to me, but, uh, Music wise, if it's a very good music movie, is uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Have you seen that? Heard of it? I've never watched it. You need to see it, dude. It's really good. Okay. It's it's kind of a teen comedy drama type thing, but because they do play teenagers, he play he's a teenager in it, I guess. But it's a good movie. You should see it. I just watched that the other day. I, I, watched, I really I love watched that a movie, movie with him recently too. I can't remember what it was called and who else was in it, but it was a it was, he was a gambler, um, like an underground gambler. But I oh can't God. remember. I have no what, idea what you're talking about. I can't remember what the movie was. It was a pretty good movie, though. Interesting. But I mean, Superbad is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I got to, yeah, I got to yeah, give, yeah. I got to yeah. give him credit for that. But you know, it's funny you mentioned the workaholics guys because I do listen to their podcast pretty religiously, just because it's a fun. It's just a fun, stupid show. But Anders, he he just had a show. I think it just came out. It called Champions on Netflix. That's um, a guy's name. Uh, yeah, Anders Holm, I think something like that. Is he from Sweden? <laughs> I don't know what what his uh. If he was is. born in the United States and that's his name, I'm upset. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, okay. it, it's just it. He has this like cocky demeanor that he does. That from what I've seen, he does in every single role. And I I I, I don't know. I like that's it, real it's, life. It's possible. I don't know if cocky is the right word. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what show you're talking about, but I mean, just saying of him in real life, cocky's maybe maybe arrogant, maybe cocky, but it, it's just a, it's a it's a fucking. I don't care, man. You I, know, I guess it could be like it could be like for real, like Malcolm X could walk up with burning shoes on, and he'd go, "Yeah, man," and he would just walk away. <laughs> Like, hey man, do you, do you, did you see what happened? Do you see what's going on there? I don't know. It, it, did you maybe see? I'm not did you sense, see the other? What, what's the movie called? I can't remember it either. Man, my memory's not working well tonight. But uh, the one that Adam Devine's in, uh, with Pierce Brosnan, just came out like a few months ago. Uh, no, it's, dude. it's it was a big Netflix movie. He was like a bank manager. No. And Pierce Brosnan is his soon to be father-in-law and then finds out that they're bank robbers it was no. it, it was an interesting movie anyways <laughs> no yeah, I, yeah no. That, no okay not not uh <laughs> he's one of those dudes too where I, I i i question like do i hate this guy or do i keep watching things with him in it and i tolerate him he was in he's in that show with John Goodman. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Yeah. So we watched the first season and a half of that, and it's it's okay. I wasn't crazy about it. Really? I've heard really good things about it, but we don't have- Yeah, I know. I know people that on. love it, that swear by it, but yeah. I wasn't crazy about it. It didn't It didn't do enough for me for me to be like, yes, I got I to gotta keep watching. I just didn't- uh... But also, like, Danny McBride is another dude where I'm like- He's had his moments for me, but I feel like 
kind of the same in every, dude. Yeah. In yeah everything yeah, yeah. you're in. Yeah. But if you ever watch him on a podcast or watch him in interviews, he's hilarious. Really? I don't, I don't think he, I've ever seen a, him on a podcast. You should watch him on Shane Gillis's podcast. It's from a couple of years ago. But he he tells a lot of stories about when he first got to Hollywood when he was just a writer, before he was ever in movies, and about a lot of the projects he tried to get he tried to pitch in Hollywood. It's really funny. Hmm. Because he he had a he had a writing partner. They both moved to LA together and they started pitching these weird, just crazy, obscure projects that if they ever got greenlit, it would be like, how the fuck are we going to make this? <laughs> that's, but when he tells the stories and also Shane Gillis and uh, Matt McClusker, the two guys who do that podcast, they're a really good audience for something like that because they laugh at a lot of things. So when you have somebody who can just listen and laugh and just make it fun and not be a shithead about it, it's it's fun to listen to. I, I would go check it out. Anyway, did, uh, did Danny... So Danny McBride, when he tells those stories, is funny, but. Did he help write or produce Pineapple Express? Do you remember? Potentially. I know he wrote Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Which that was another show. Like the first season was fine. I didn't get crazy into it. I finished it, started season two, never finished it. I don't know. It, but uh, that's another another one he was in. It was uh, the Vice Principals show that was on HBO or Showtime. And he's that he's in it with that other dude, who I really like. Fuck, it's that guy. I, it, as soon as I pull him up, you'll know who exactly who I'm talking about. Well, let me just you know what? Let me pull a fucking trailer to that. He's got a really like country kind of name. As soon as you see him, you'll know who I'm talking about. He's been in a fuck ton of shit for a long time. Uh, Principal Wales, do you know who will be this guy right here? You? Oh yeah. Let's remember one thing. It's all about the student. Justified. It's not about Justified. YouTube. So many things. He was also in Sons of Anarchy. Yep. As a transvestite. Come tomorrow, there's a brand new principal in town. His name is Neil Gamby. Whatever, Gamby. First thing I'm gonna do when I become principal is fire you. Well, he was in Righteous Gemstones too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or he's in, I yeah. wanna say. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was. Gentlemen, I'd like you to meet the new principal at North Jackson. I am so sorry that I'm late. There's a car parked in the principal's face. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Damn it, Ray! You broke my computer! Why didn't they choose you? Well, baby, when you're the person enforcing the laws, you don't make a lot of friends. The only thing that matters is who has the power. And the wrong person has the power. We shouldn't give up hope just yet. The good guys, they're about to win. When some loud bragger tries to put me down. Looks like somebody caught a mean case of school spirit. This is business. But it don't mean it can't be fun, too. Walton Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins. That's right, yep. I mean, if there's not a countryer fucking, <laughs> like a country bumpkin name than that, please tell me. Oh, sorry. What are you doing? I'm just trying to be respectful. This woman will fire you and me. It's gonna get real. Big Mama's coming! I will drag your face all up and down the parking lot. It's definitely gonna be dope. Super dope. You're not gonna kill everybody, right? Ah! 
I'll be honest, that trailer sucks. It doesn't do it any justice, and it's not even that good of a show. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see the trailer before I started watching the show. I just watched it on a whim. That trailer's terrible. But I've also seen the show, so I know it's better than what I just watched. But yeah, I don't know. Did that intrigue you at all? Uh, not really. Yeah, it's that's a bad trailer. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so I don't know. I don't know how we got there, but Michael Sarah, uh, shitty beard. Yeah. I'll tell you, I would, gr- I, I would rock that if I could. Trust me. You would see me with that. <laughs> Probably. That's terrible. Well, dude, let's, uh, let's stay trending here for a moment. So we've had two episodes where we've talked about Cat Williams or the Cat Williams uh, episode on Club Shay Shay, which to be honest with you, I don't know how many views it has now. Maybe we could find that out real quick. It's the first thing that comes up when you type it in, too. Of course it is. It has 52 million views on Holy YouTube. Holy moly. That's just... That's so crazy. And then, like, each clip, one clip, Cat, William, Cat Williams calls out Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, 7.7 million views. Cat Williams on Kevin Hart, 2.7 million. Cat Williams on Ludacris, 824,000. It's just... And then there are a bunch of shorts, obviously... Five hundred thousand. Did I forget? What did he say about Ludacris? I forgot. You know what? I don't know. I don't remember. I know Ludacris responded, and people gave him like he did not do well. Apparently, here we go. Let's see. Are you related to uh, Luda? Oh yeah, I do remember. That. No, um, so there was a crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing. And it had to be one or the other of us and decisions had to be made. So it was both of us. We were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. And you want me to tell you how you get me to lose interest in what you're saying with the snap of the fingers? Just say the word Illuminati and I'm done. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Have so you, that's why I don't remember hang, this hang on, because let, I, he let said that them. and I probably what have you have you changed your views any over the last couple episodes on because I mean we we were both admittedly like heavy on Cat Williams side in the beginning of this uh, so I'm just well, wondering have, okay, you, have okay, you changed okay. your mind any from anything that you've heard okay so we've been texting about this so uh-huh. I, I wouldn't say that I was ever on his side what I am on the side of is this I don't think that he did that for clicks. I don't think that he did that for, you know, unwarranted attention. I think Cat Williams has been Cat Williams, has always been that, will always be that. And I think he was just being Cat Williams. It just so happens that Shannon Sharp caught him on the right day in the right kind of mood, and he just went in. I really think that's what happened. Not to mention that he had the added incentive of like, all right, some of these guys came on here and talked about some things that – I don't like, or I don't agree with and whatever. So I'm on the side of that. You know, I've heard a lot of comedians come out and be like, I think it's, 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 it's a, it's lame or it's whack that he's, he's saying all this shit just to get clicks and get attention. And it's like, don't you do that too? Don't we all fight? Dude, if you're making videos or making content that goes out into the fucking internet, onto the internet, into the ether of what is, YouTube, the internet, social media, you're getting attention. Regardless of how you, you may not want it as much as someone else, right? 
but you still, it's, it's getting you attention, negative or positive. So for like people to be like, that's their, that their angle on this is like, yeah, he just did it for clicks. It's like, what? I don't know that he necessarily just did it for clicks. I mean, I think he was literally doing it because he had something to say about a lot of these people. He's uh, a smart guy. He knows. However, we however, we have said like he does have a big tour coming up or is he already on that tour? I don't know if he's on it now. I mean, he just booked uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I knew. He's I seen Chaffetz, yeah. yeah, I seen that. Which, I mean, Chaffetz, is that big enough for him? I don't know. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think as soon as I saw that it was Chaffetz, I, I kind of chuckled internally because that's where all urban oh, comedians really? get put. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, but uh, that's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just, I... Like, I'm kind of surprised maybe to... he would, didn't do, like, the factory or something. Oh, he's bigger than the factory, bro. Oh, I, I didn't know how big the factory was. Is the factory smaller than Chaffetz? Yeah. Chaffetz is really? an arena, dude. I guess it just doesn't that's seem a, that big. It's a basketball arena. There, it's where the Billikens play. It just doesn't... It, it, I don't know. Maybe because of the thing that anybody that I've seen there, like bands, maybe it doesn't seem as big because they all of the stage setup and stuff. It takes up a lot of the room in the place. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's how it will be for him, but you're yeah. still probably doing eight to ten thousand. Okay. Let me see what the capacity is there. Just so I'm not speaking out of turn here. That's a ten thousand six hundred seat arena. So you got to figure if you put them at the end of one side of the court. You're probably playing to, you probably lose about a thousand seats. So you're probably doing almost roughly, ten, almost ten still. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Yeah, it's like doing the family arena. You've been to shows there, right? Uh, yeah. So what about Fox Theater? How big is that? Smaller. It's probably about. All right, I'm gonna make a guess. I'm gonna say two thousand. Dang, I must be like really bad at judging because I've been to Fox multiple times for stand-up comedians too. So, All right, the Fox is forty-five hundred. Dang, that's it. Because that's where uh, yeah. that's where Rogan was at, right? Didn't we see him at Fox? No, we saw him at Steeple. Oh, is that Steeple, Steeple? is less? Jesus, Steeple would be less than. Box. I don't think it was Stiefel yet, though, was it? What was it before Stiefel? It was Stiefel. It was already? Peabody. Peabody Opera House. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I seen Louis whatever, C.K. at the whatever Fo- at Fox. Corporate, right. Whatever corporate name yeah. was attached to it. Right. So I never necessarily took a side. And I know all of the negative shit that's been said about him and, and all of his, well, I don't know all, but a lot of his troubles that he's had. And, and look, I mean, the dude is who he is. You know, we've had this conversation many times. It's like, well, do we hold that against him? Can we attach, can we detach the person from the art? Like we talked about with Marilyn Manson and any of these, you know, musicians we talk about that get into trouble, so on and so forth. So I wouldn't necessarily say that I was ever on his side. I don't like how comedians, a lot of comedians have reacted to it. And so you, you, taking what he, Go ahead. You had sent me a clip that I haven't had a chance to look at the uh, of the fighter and the kid with Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen. What take? What what take do they have? Because you said they are not on Cat's side either. Well, they took a very they take they took the approach that they take on many things. Where it's here's the thing, man. 
when you do a podcast, like you and I do this, so we don't go into this knowing everything about a, a, a situation. We look it up. We try to get the facts in the moment. Sometimes we've looked it up prior to if we know that it's a trending topic or whatever the case may be. These guys just start talking about things and they get very visceral before they know the facts, right? Right. Which is fine. You are, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to be that way. And maybe their fans like them for that. I, however, looking at them both, one of them at least, as stand-up comedians, don't take it so personally. Why are you upset that he did this? You shouldn't be upset. A, he didn't say your fucking names. B, you don't, like, they hadn't even talked about what he actually had said yet. They just reacted to it. You know, now that I think about it, though, and I think we had talked about it a little bit on that last episode, uh, I just remembered that he did mention Rogan in passing. Because you remember he said that he ain't he has never had anybody on his show that was funny. Right. So I bet a lot of what they're saying is taking offense to that comment. Yeah, well, they did talk about Rogan. Are they the people that he's talking about? Oh, they said that? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I might as well pull the clip, dude. (laughs) I do do kind of want to hear it. Okay. Uh, It's too long. And that's the other thing. Like, you guys are going to talk about this. It's like an 11-minute clip. Get to it. Like, the first part of it is just them not knowing what's going on and reacting, like I said, in a visceral type way, taking it personally. And, like, it's like, you guys are comedians. You should know what this is. You should know what he is. You should know what he does. And that's what I want to get to after this. A guy we talked about on the last episode, Gary Owen, he makes a really great point about how mainstream comedians or guys that want to be mainstream comedians do not have any idea about what's going on in the black comedy world. It's very interesting take. And when I, when I heard him say it, I knew exactly what he, like before he even finished his point, I knew exactly what he was going to say and I knew exactly what he was going to bring up. And he actually did. So it's, it's very interesting. But so let me, we'll have to like skim through this, but we'll just start at the beginning. But so again, we we we've talked about these guys on way earlier episodes of our podcast. Yeah. I think they're both boneheads. I really do. And I, I, I think like through the years they've kind of managed to fuck themselves in the industry of podcasting, that is. Uh, stand up comedy, I, I don't know that either of them I don't know that Brian Callen was ever on a level where he was ever going to be sort of a mentioned with the who's who of stand-up comedians. He was always just going to be a guy. And then he got hit if with he, the accusations and he kind of went dark for a while. And then I don't, there's I that. don't know that he ever got back to a normal status when he came back. Kind of hard to. Yeah. But he was yeah. also Hollywood too. So that's the other issue. Had he just yeah. been a stand-up comedian? Maybe you get out of that. I mean, Richard Pryor set him fucking self on fire, freebasing. I mean, and Louis C.K. did it. Louis kind of Hollywood, too. Well, kind of. I mean, he had his own show named after him. <laughs> but he never acted Hollywood, though. That's okay, the, that's I see the, what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. difference there. Okay. But he also is just different mindset, different attitude, different, different brand of humor and just living, I yeah. guess. But here, here we go. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this, this goes. 
Uh, here we go. 33 million views. Hey, can I, can I and Cat went though? bad on Rogan. Go ahead. Can I say something, though? I do like yeah. this setup, though. Like, if we, if me and Better you could... podcast have, set? Yeah, I do. I like this setup. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the Why there needs to be three cans of rain in there, <laughs> I have no idea. That's goofy. Maybe they get paid also, per get, can. Who knows? I mean, yeah, obviously. And, like, the kratom on the table, get it off there. Oh, is That's, that what that is? Yeah. I only know this because these commentary channels come into my feed and they just constantly shit on these guys nice but he was saying how he just has on funny comedians on that he pushes he'd never have me on rogan tweet him well now that you said that this goes back to what i said when i said that they fucked themselves in the podcasting world they used to have a giant podcast that's true and man. they were at the forefront yep long before rogan got a spotify deal but when rogan was blowing up there were very few other podcasts that were at the level of like, whoa, this is like a career. Like people yeah, are but listening. I, but I real they I, were one of them. I real yeah, they were for sure. But I really think that when Callan went silent for a while because of the accusations against him and uh Shab tried to keep it alive, I think it just started dying there. Cause he tried to keep well, he bring other people on that nobody cared about. You're right. But Shab also built up a bit of an ego. For sure. And that does not translate well with people that listen to podcasts. Does he still do the other one? The Which one? The MMA one? What what was that one called? I have no idea. His MMA takes are terrible. Yeah. It was like they are what bad. Are like food truck or something? Something Oh, that... food truck diaries. Yeah. I don't know that he does that anymore. Oh, okay. It, it well that it got leaked that he was he was paying people to come on Food Truck Diaries, but part of the deal was that if you did Food Truck Diaries, you then had to do The Fire and the Kid or one of his other shows. Oh, really? And it just became a big, yeah, that, but, but again, that was all, that was back with like him, when him and Ariel Hawani were beefing and all that shit. They were going down a weird <laughs> rabbit hole that no one knows about. So there, here we go. Here we go. I'd love to have you on. I'm a huge fan. Come on. Come on on. Very good. That's the great way to do it. But he went on, yeah, on a lot of he went famous off, people. dude. Talking about, yeah, it's strange. You Kevin never Hart. Heard. I love Kevin. So let me stop there. So they start with Kevin Hart. Now I will say this: the stuff that Cat Williams said about Kevin Hart, knowing what I know of being a fan of stand-up comedy and knowing about Kevin Hart fifteen years ago, most of what he said, he was kind of on it was kind of on point. Like he wasn't like lying and he wasn't, to be honest with you, wasn't really stating something that wasn't true. But immediately you're going to see here that Callan gets offended and just immediately gets emotional about it. It's like, why are you, why are you taking this personally? Are you hoping that Kevin Hart sees this and goes, Oh, my man, come be in my next movie. Like, no, no, it's not like, I don't understand why, like just listen for a minute, read what it says and then go from there. Watch. Heart, so I don't understand that. You know, that's Kevin Hart says in know. 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of a sold out Kevin Hart show. There being a line for him ever. Get it. So let me translate what that means if you don't know. What Cat Williams was alluding to is that when Kevin Hart started blowing up in Hollywood, he didn't build a career in Hollywood. He was in New York doing stand up in New York. Right. So when he got out to LA, yeah, he started doing stand up there, but he'd already had deals in place. Right. And I remember this from way back. He used to go on 
tough crowd with Colin Quinn way back in the day with like Patrice O'Neill and Greg Giraldo and Jim Norton. That's years and years and years ago. Kevin Hart was not Kevin Hart then. Right. And another thing about Kevin Hart's fan base then was primarily white. He hadn't even translated over to the fan base that he has now because he wasn't in Hollywood, because he was doing the rooms in New York with essentially all white comedians. Stand ovation at any comedy club. He already had deals when he got here. And if there's one guy that should know this, it's Brian Callen. But he's just forgetting about any of this. He's just, he's not even like listening. He's not even thinking about it. He's just. Have we heard of a comedian that came to LA and in his first year in LA, he had his own sitcom on the network television, had a, had his no, first year uh, own film called Soul Plane that he was leading? No. 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 We've never heard of that before, this person or since that person. What do you think the plan is? What do you think a plan is? Maybe people don't understand the defin- definition of these words. Maybe let someone other than Brendan read, just saying. <laughs> I he was just waiting did his documentary with Chris Rock. <laughs> he shows you that his whole upbringing in comedy was on the East Coast. So how simultaneously was he here in Los Angeles doing the same thing? It didn't happen. Well, he's wrong. For a five-year period, every single move that Kevin did was a movie that been on my desk. All I said was, can we do, take some of this uh, shit out and then can I do it? I don't need to be uh, overtly homosexual because I'm not a homosexual. Doesn't need that to be funny. And me saying that and them going, oh yeah, no problem. And then going to give it to this other guy and having him doing it just like it was and acting like I'm a bad person because I keep standing on my standard. Okay, so... They tell you there's no gatekeepers, but we keep seeing... Why... In this moment, would they not just play the clip? Why would they not have the clip that's, pulled up? Dude. This is dude. awful. Like, why? who would listen to this? This is awful. Dude, that's my point. It's they, they are so unaware of, like, when they go into these things where it's like, let's talk about current events or let's talk about what's going on. It's always like, well, let's just read from something and react to it. It's like, why don't you get the full context right. and watch the goddamn clip? The other day, and I won't pull it up because it will enrage me. It will <laughs> enrage me. They were talking about who should be in the UFC Hall of Fame and who should not. Now, several times during this 45-minute conversation, it got so long that they called Chael Sonnen on the phone and had Chael Sonnen on speakerphone being like, Chael, should this guy get in? Should this guy get in? What about this guy? What about you, Chael? Which was interesting because I love Chael Sonnen. And I anything oh, yeah. he has to say ever I listen to, he's wrong most of the time. But nonetheless. But so they had this conversation about the Hall of Fame. Not once did they pull up the actual list of USC Hall of Famers. <laughs> so they mentioned, yeah, yeah, Chuck Liddell should be in the Hall of Fame. Already is. Yeah, Tito Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. Already is. Guys, pull up the fucking list. And then Brendan goes, yeah, yeah. They go, well, what about Ron Rousey? And Brendan goes, well, no, no, she's not in the regular Hall of Fame. She's in the Women's Hall of Fame. Brendan, there is no UFC Women's Hall of Fame. There's just a Hall of Fame. <laughs> they put fighters into it. Why pull up the fucking list? For 45 minutes, I'm screaming. Like, pull up the fucking list. You Anyway. So this is what they do. Just pull up the clip. Like, but the, to be honest with you, this is on their producer, Chin, I believe is his name. Yeah. This is on him. Like, yeah. hey, guys, why don't I pull up the clip? Maybe it's easier so you don't have to read from this. Like, who wants to read from this? Right. Same person opened the gate. Didn't Kevin let Tiffany Haddish in? What do you mean ain't no gatekeepers? There's a hundred gates out there. Everyone I seen got a keeper. So let me just respond to this since I I was I was there for the whole time. 
I was there when Kevin Hart wasn't famous. I was definitely there when Tiffany Haddish wasn't famous. I've known Tiffany Haddish since she was 17. So as somebody who is an eyewitness to this, Cat Williams doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And when it comes to Kevin Hart, no one works hard. So, okay, so now we're gonna, he doesn't know what he's talking about, now I'm gonna kiss Kevin Hart's ass. Exactly. I'm because, I fucking you know, hate You know what, that. though? The, the, what's funny is that the whole thing he was just reading is talking about there's no gatekeepers. Cat Williams is saying that Kevin Hart is a gatekeeper. Everybody keeps saying there's no gatekeepers, right. but he's saying that Kevin Hart is. So right. now Br Brian Callen's like, well, I'm going to kiss the ass of the gatekeeper because he's the one that holds the key for, you know, guys like us to get opportunities. Which, by the way, if you have someone as famous as Cat Williams saying that you're a gatekeeper, isn't that a compliment? I know it's supposed to be an insult coming from one of your peers in the stand-up comedy, but isn't it like, well, fuck, I'm the king. I mean, you, you Guess could... Guess what, bitch? You're not in my next movie, so yeah, fuck off. I mean, you could you could look at it that way. I would if I was Kevin Hart. I'd be like, well, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I got all the power. Cool. So, okay, so what do you think about this? So uh, we were talking about the Workaholics earlier, and I was listening to their podcast, and they brought up this topic because, every, of course, every podcast, including us, has to talk about it. In a nutshell, he was saying that Cat Williams basically didn't want to do the press type of stuff. And a lot of his complaining is... If he would have done the press, like what Kevin Hart does, he runs the gamut on everything that he does. He does the press. And that Kat was doing a lot of complaining about that kind of stuff in, in the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he didn't want to, he didn't want to do the press. And then now he's complaining about not getting the opportunities that he could have gotten because he didn't want to do the press. I mean, I'll buy that, but I don't, I didn't, here's the thing. I did not interpret that like he was complaining about not getting opportunities what i think he was doing was a talking shit which is what we all do yeah and b he was talking about things that he has done and how they happened right and if there was uh if there was a sort of a counteractive type situation to the, the opportunity that, that he had then he would talk about that I never really interpreted it like I'm not getting things and this is why. Yeah. Maybe at times, maybe there were small pieces of it, perhaps. But I'll buy that. I mean, that's fine. I would agree with that. I mean, Kevin Hart is he, he plays the fucking game, dude. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's nothing wrong with being Cat Williams, too. But also, is he playing he, the game, though? If, if Kevin Hart. But if what he's saying is true, is he really if is he only playing half the game basically is what I'm trying to say. Like, is he, if he's not wanting to do the press and not wanting to do the promotion for things, is that, is he only playing half the game? Are you saying Kevin Hart doesn't play the game or cat? No, I'm talking about cat. No, no, I I agree. No, I'm saying Kevin Hart plays the game. Oh, sorry. Okay. Cat. I thought you were talking about cat. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. You're never going to see cat Williams in a state farm commercial. Yeah. Right. You're, it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. You're never going to see, you're never going to see cat Williams. <laughs> even being mentioned in the conversation of hosting the Oscars. Right. But Kat, so, pro Kat probably also has an ego that says, uh, I haven't done that stuff and I don't really need to do the stuff because I'm still selling out tours. That's what, to me, that's what that entire conversation was about. Right. Was uh, he got triggered by, you had guys come in here and talk about, I'm not a movie star. I didn't do this. I didn't get that. And Kat commented on it. Like any of us do. 
I say us like we're stand up, but you know, any anybody on the internet does. That's what it is. You get on a podcast, you start talking shit. It's not. It's not. It, it's not a fucking lifestyle podcast. It's not a fucking science <laughs> podcast. It's like you're talking to Shannon Sharp. So you're gonna talk shit. But so also, I, I, I don't have an issue with that. Why Shannon Sharp? Like at the beginning, it, it, during the episode, he basically just said, "I respect you, and I respect everything you've done in your football career, and this, that, and the other." But why? Why choose Shannon Sharp's podcast to do this on? Just, I mean, it's just a big enough platform to do it, but or but why? I think culturally speaking, I think Shannon's a part of that culture, and I think people pay attention. Okay, I think that's it. I mean, I, honestly, yeah. I mean, I think, I think Shannon Sharp has enough of a crossover appeal because of his presence on like Fox when he was on that show with Skip Bayless and like uh, anything like that, but also in the culture of where Cat Williams comes from and what culture Cat Williams is in, I think Shannon Sharp is huge. I think people pay attention. Okay. okay. So I think that's why. Let's you want to get a little bit further in this stupid fire in the kit. We didn't even let Brian Callen kiss his ass yet. Here, let's say do you want to do that or do you want to go ahead and move on to the Gary Owen? Well let's let's see how let me I cause I don't even remember what this was. I think I turn it off probably about at this point. So let's see what he says harder no one worked harder kevin hart did every single improv every single fucking club for years well over saying everything everyone else has said about him 10 years probably 15 before he hit it actually but let's say 10 that's exactly what cat williams said that's exactly what he said even the the the, the timeline even 15 years but years and when i say he did every show every club kevin would go and he would collect every email. He followed the Dane Cook thing. He had somebody who would actually go from person to person collecting emails when they were standing in line. And that's how he built his following. He also built it by being fucking hilarious. Brennan Schaub not paying attention to his co-host. Not at all. Just completely. He's probably thinking about trucks or. Kevin Hart is hilarious. Never stops being hilarious. Never said he wasn't funny. And the third thing I'll say about Kevin Hart, another thing I've witnessed with my own eyes many times, whether it was on a set with him for a month, whether it was uh, hanging out with him in a club, hanging out with him in a bar, I've done two movies with him. No one's more generous. No one's more generous. Oh, these guys and their fucking generous thing. God, I hate it. <laughs> my God. So if you don't know, I'm going to stop it there because I, I can't do it. If you don't know, like, do you know about the fighter and the kids subreddit? Have we talked about this before? I feel like we have. I think so. It's got thousands and thousands and thousands of members that just shit on these guys. Yeah. Fine. We could only be so lucky as to have a subreddit about our show. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. Because it's, it's I would, getting I, views. It's, it's forcing views. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you shitheads. <laughs> talk about us. So like they always. So the subreddit always talks about are often mentions how they always lean on this. Brendan's so generous. We're so generous. We give opportunities to people. It's like, you know, who's really generous people that don't talk about it. Right. Yeah. There, there's this quote that, so I can't believe this, this popped in my brain. I've, I'll never forget this, but Henry Rollins was on, one of the radio shows I used to listen to way back in the day, and we're talking about when like 
Rollins band was still like touring and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he he was asked about, I guess he publicly stated that he just didn't really dig Bono from U2. And the DJ was kind of like, well, what, what's your beef with Bono? Why, why don't you, why, why don't you, he's just like, I'm so sick of the pretentiousness of where this, like the, where these cultural activists and social activists, this and that. And he's always talking about charities and this and that. And he makes it a point to like publicly state I've done this, I've done that. And, and he goes, he goes, you know, who's a guy that's probably done more for charity than Bono. And you've never heard anything about it. He's like Michael Stipe from REM. He's like, Michael Stipe has given his blood to another person in a hospital and he didn't know about it. Michael Stipe has done this. And then they, so, and I sort of got like a week later, the same radio show had Bono on. And the first thing that he talked about was I did, uh, I'm going to be in this place (laughs) next week because I'm doing this for whatever. And I just like, wow. Like it, it took two minutes for him to talk about himself. You know, and talk about he's doing this for this charity and whatever. He's so generous. So my point of that is, you know, the subreddit always talks about, they always talk about this generosity, but it's like, if that's your main go-to when talking about a person's character, people, you just do that. You're just generous. You're just a good person. It doesn't need to be stated. But in this instance, Kat, I, I can't remember, maybe you do. Did Shannon Sharp bring it up about, the adopted kids or did cat bring that up? I honestly don't remember because so that, that's because cat Williams has adopted quite a few kids. 10, I believe 10. Um, and I don't remember Shane brought that up or, or if he did, but he kind of, but he, but he's like, yeah, but no, you know, nobody knows about that. Like that's kind of how cat was like, he's like, nobody knows about that. Nobody talks about that. But then apparently if you look into it, like he's had several kids taken away from him like by the, by the state because of yeah. bad, you know, them being in bad situations. So it's like, uh, maybe that's why you don't talk about that. Well, he has had 19 felonies, so it's only natural that kids get taken away. But also why would they be able to be adopted by someone who has 19 felonies? Good question. Who knows? Just ask him. I don't know if he adopted all of them. Yeah. After felony number 19, <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe along the way. <laughs> Maybe felony number seven, but, you know, it's... But I think people know about that. He's definitely talked about it. Yeah. He doesn't talk about it a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, who would? Uh, well, are you saying he doesn't talk about the fact that they've been taken away or the fact that he adopted kids? The taken away part. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, who would talk about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, as a stand-up comedian, you could talk about it, and you could find a way to make it a bit, be rough, be tough. That yeah, I, I wouldn't know how to do it, but yeah, I mean, you got to be a damn good comedian to be able to pull that off. Yeah, for sure. Well, another person who talked about this, like I said, it was Gary Owen. We talked about him last week talking about it, and I really. I really like his take on this because he's in an interesting position where he is, you know, Kat said he never crossed over and he hasn't. He's been in, he's been in a lot of movies, black movies. He has a black stand-up audience, but he's never crossed over to mainstream Hollywood in a way that you would expect for a guy who's been doing it 25 years, 
has has his own fan base, been in a ton of movies, this and that. You would expect him to have crossed over more so than he has, but he had a really interesting take today on a show about, uh, well, a couple of things that were mentioned, but you know, one of the things Cap brought up was like, yeah, Joe Rogan won't have me on because he has all these friends that aren't funny that he'd rather put on. So Gary Owen talks about that, and then he talks about how mainstream comedians or comedians who don't or comedians who want to be in the mainstream don't know anything about black comedy, just don't know what's going on. So let me, I think I have it in the right spot. Here we go. Do we know, check this out. Do we know if Rogan has made any kind of a comment on this? He said on Twitter, like cat come on my show. Like I'm a, I'm a fan. Huh? Immediately. So like, like we're talking like the day after the show came out, he did, he publicly tweeted at Cat Williams, like, hey, I'm a fan. I talk about you all the time. Come on, whatever wouldn't you that, want. Wouldn't that, feel, wouldn't that feel like the opposite of what Cat should do? Go on his show? Yeah. In, in this position? Because uh, it, because if you do more than one show, if you do more than... Because this has blown up so much, if you do more than one show, it makes it look like now this you're actually trying to do this. Well, I think go on Joe Rogan and just talk shit again. You don't have to talk about, but that's what I'm saying that now. But, but but now you're using multiple podcasts to talk shit, and it looks. I think now then talk it looks shit bad. about something different. Then <laughs> I'm sure he's got plenty else he wants to say. <laughs> you don't have to bring up the same shit. Maybe Joe will, but you could. I mean, give him the mic. He's gonna go. Obviously, yeah, I, I I don't know. That would be. I don't know. I also feel like that would be Rogan want, wanting views too. More, I think it should happen more than anything, and it might. I, I, I think Joe would be so confused at times and so dumbfounded with what's going on that you would see. You know, it, it's oftentimes when, like, I don't know how often you listen to Rogan anymore, but when he has comedians on that tell a joke that goes way over his head, there's never that aha moment. It would be four hours of that not having that aha moment with Cat. I feel. <laughs> It would just be, it would be four hours of cat going off and Joe being like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Not saying I don't get it, but just that, that, yeah. that look, you know? All right. So here's, uh, here's Gary Owen. He always wears weird shirts. I kind of like it. Like the one he's, I knew you would. That looks like, it looks a, hoodie like a hoodie. Ho- it looks like a hoodie that my son would wear. He's two. Yeah. It's very, it's very <laughs> childish. Anyway. Sorry, Gary. Uh, so it's just, uh, it's such a huge divide because I'm a couple things. When one thing that got me too is like when Kat said Joe Rogan never, he put six, he's pumped six comedians and none of them are funny. None of those six ever addressed it. I want to know who the six are. I think we have an idea, uh, who they are, but I'm not going to throw into the bus until I know, uh, cause there's been a lot of comedians on Joe's podcast. So I I never saw the people that normally go on Joe's podcast really address who the six are. They all- he, He's so right. Like I said, we didn't get to it in the fire of the kid, but Brendan goes, well, I don't go on Joe Rogan's podcast to be a stand-up comedian. I do it for my fight science. Uh, hey, bro. Is, how is, that, is there a worse endorsement for yourself? You're a stand-up comedian, but you go on a, another stand-up comedian's podcast not as a stand-up comedian? Yeah, right? but I still and, then, I and still Brian don't... just goes, Brian just goes, fuck you, I'm funny. It's like, oh boy, God, you're <laughs> such a child. You still what? You, okay, you were talking about Shaw or you're talking about Callan? 
Which one? Didn't you say you said Shab only goes on there for the fight science, right? That's what he said. Yeah, he goes, I don't go on Joe Rogan's podcast because Shab's been on there the most, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but he is he has the most appearances on the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but he goes, Yeah, I I don't go on Rogan to be a stand up comedian. I go on there for my fight science. Which, by the way, fight science? Really? And then Callan just said, fuck you, I'm funny. So it's not me. Okay, I Good see. Good defense, bro. Okay, I see what you're saying. And But, but he's right. But no one's talking he, about it. None he, of these guys are talking is, about he it. He is too, but they may be looking a little far into it. Like the the number six. Well, no, what I'm saying is like the number six. There's pro- He probably, I don't know that he was actually saying there's le- legitimately six people that I'm thinking of in my mind. He was probably just spitting out a number. Well, Gary's going to talk about him. So he just said two. Count count on your fingers. <laughs> okay. Like you're like you're five. Ready? Yep. So he said like two. I'm, like I'm wearing two up in the air. I got two up in the air. Here we go. He's acted like they were naive to it. So you you got you and and this isn't throwing people on the bus. I like these guys. You got, you got Brennan Schaub, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, Andrew Schultz. Ari Shafir. Oh boy, we're getting uh, close to six, and he's running out of names. Think Theo Vaughn. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that if Cat Williams even knows who knows who Theo Vaughn is, I think he thinks he's funny. You think so? Guess. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think he gets it, but I think he probably like. I he probably see, does. I, this motherfucker's crazy. Okay, hang on. Do you have a six in your head that you think it could be? Yes. Is Shab and Callan two of those? Shab is not. Callan is one. I don't think Cat Williams knows who the fuck Brendan Shab is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think it. I think it's. I think it's Callan Segura, Burt Kreischer, Ari Shafir. Okay. Andrew Schultz. And you, why do you think it's Schultz though? Has he been on that much? He's been on enough. Yeah, and I would say number six is. Uh, a toss up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out of left field here. I think number six is Whitney Cummings. I, okay. I would give him that. Yeah. Because you think she's not funny. I don't think she's funny. She's really, she's really funny. What? All right, let's go. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, I'll say it there. There's, there's gotta be others, but none of those guys ever addressed like who were the six. Was he talking about me? And why was he talking about me? It was almost like they didn't want the smoke from Cat. Uh, so, and I, I could be wrong, but I watched every podcast I okay, could but, about the interview and nobody. Okay, he's saying they didn't want the smoke. But if you're not, if you're not one of the six, but you come out and act like you think you are one of the six, now it just makes you look dumb. So how? So you can't really. Say anything. Well, I think about what it. he's saying is this. If I think what he's saying is this. If you're one of the regulars, you very sarcastically or jokingly address like, oh, God, I'm I'm on Rogan all the time. Is he talking about me? Yeah. Come on, cat. Like you, you could have been so innocently towing the line on like, maybe he's talking about me. Hey, wait a I'm second. On Rogan a lot, but how how did you not mention Shane Gillis? Because I think Shane Gillis is fucking funny, and I think if anybody thinks he's I know, not funny, I know. But Rogan also does another podcast with him. Correct. So I I bet you he's one of them. And listen, I w- what I'm saying is, Cat was being so dramatic in the 
in his podcast right. that even if he thinks the guys are funny in those six people, I think he yeah. may be throwing some of those people under the bus that he does think's funny just for the dramatic effect. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. And say that he doesn't like any of those motherfuckers. <laughs> I think if he does know who they are, he's seen very little of them and he didn't dig it. That's just my guess. But my guess is also that the people that you find funny probably are not the same people that Kat finds funny. I I would, I, I think I disagree with that too. <laughs> I think I disagree with that too. Because you and Kat are homies? Well, no, because I, I but here's the thing. I don't have like a, a type of stand-up comedian. Yeah. That I think is funny. Right. That's the other thing. But I also don't think that Kat does either. Just a guess. Okay. Just a guess. I don't know. Brought it up. Like, what's he talking? I think Brendan did a little bit. He goes, oh, he's not talking about me. I didn't go on Joe's to be a comedian. I, I go there on go. there as a UFC analyst. And I was thinking, uh, I think you went on there as a comedian myself. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, th I found that interesting. But this is why I know there's such a divide in white and black comedy. So Joe Rogan, before Cat's interview, he had somebody on there talking about, you ever seen the Cat interview where uh, he went off on a radio host? So you know about this? I feel like we've talked about this before. And maybe I'm wrong. No, well, we maybe have talked about Cat and the radio host. But so he had Stavros Alkias on. Stavros talks about how he loves Cat Williams. And he brought up this moment where this viral moment where Cat Williams was on a radio show and just went in on the radio host. Uh, so that's what he's bringing up now. Okay. And Joe was like, no. And the Cat and Wanda Smith back and forth is iconic and the fact that i think black comics are very aware of what goes on in mainstream comedy they almost have to be and i think white comics sometimes they are just clueless as to what goes on in black comedy and who's doing what and the fact that joe rogan had never heard of the cat smith and I mean, Cat Williams, I'm sorry, Cat Smith. The Cat Williams and Wanda Smith interaction in the radio show, I went, oh, my God. How do you not know that? It's almost like you don't know the story behind Bernie Mac saying, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. That whole story from Def Jam. If you've never heard that story. There's just so many iconic, it's almost like iconic moments in black comedy that the mainstream comics have no clue. Uh, he's right. Well, I mean, if you think, if you think about it and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So, you know, tell me if I am, but I mean, how, how many black comics does Rogan have on the show? Ian, I mean, Ian Edwards or not? No, Ian Edwards, Brian Simpson, yeah. Ali Sadiq fucking, oh man. Uh, okay. So, okay. So. Quite with, with the people that you're naming, because I don't know some of those, with the people that you're naming, are they more... Let me stop you real quick. Let me stop you real quick. Uh -huh. He's had no one from Cat Williams' world. Okay, so that was going to be my question. So no. are the, no. any of those people from uh, what you would consider the black comedy side, or are they more from the white comedy side? Uh, I don't know. That's hard to say. Do you understand what I'm asking? I though? I mean, I, because... No, I know exactly what you're asking. Okay. I know exactly what you're asking. A guy like Brian Simpson has 
gained notor- notoriety in the stand-up world by touring with white comedians. Yes. He is he has found success touring with mainstream comedians, like what Gary Owen's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh do I think Brian Simpson could go perform for Cat Williams audience? Yes. Right. But I don't know, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. So hang on. Uh the so that one right there where the Cat Williams wants to smoke goes in on Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, and others. So was this him going in on Kevin Hart five years ago? Yep. Or was that just when the video was posted? No, no, it's it's, it's old. It's from five years ago. So he's it's not the so first he, time so, he's talked about Kevin okay, Hart. Okay, so yeah, he's yeah. been going Absolutely. at Kevin Hart for yeah. years and years and years. That's what I've been saying. That's what I'm saying, man. Okay. Like none of this is like, let me do this to get clicks. Like this is how he feels. Just, he's not going to change. It's not, he is who he is, bro. Like here. So this is what Gary Owen was talking about. This is, you have not seen this, right? No. Okay. So this is the, I mean, this is legendary. They can be. Why did no she? I'm what? She didn't do as much cooking in the latter years as she Uh, did in the beginning. Oh, whatever. I cook. I do it all. I didn't say that she did. Well, that's right. I did it in the beginning and the middle and the end. What's your favorite thing to cook? Your boys. Yeah. They like for me to, I do a really nice broccoli. They like my broccoli and they love my baked chicken. Hey, hey, right love. now, look up your phone and see what it takes to make broccoli and tell me he doesn't say, he doesn't say heat up water. That's the only step in broccoli, simmer. water, simmer. Have you ever heard of burned broccoli? Can you burn broccoli? You can't burn it because it's made in a pot of water. You don't know nothing about You know what her second meal they love from her? What I do with corn. Oh, I like to dig it out that can what? and I put it in there. And then I get a can of water and I put it on there. And then I get some Zatarans. They don't expect that. I sprinkle uh, Zatarans on my corn. Oh, whatever. Yes, ma'am. You good at heating stuff up. Uh, you're good at <sighs> telling us about what's going on in jail. Yes, ma'am. And getting out to tell. <laughs> See, right there, she fucked up. He was calm, joking, lighthearted. So... The backstory to this is he was nominated for an Emmy for the show Atlanta. Okay. And so he doesn't like doing shows like this, by the way. Morning shows like that. He he doesn't like doing shit like this. As you know, you talked about the press. He yeah. doesn't like doing shit like this. Right. But the other dude in there with the the lighter skin guy, stand-up comedian, uh, Red is his name, um, comes from Cat's World, by the way. He knows him, cool with him, from the same from the same part of the world right as far as the stand-up world goes so i think he was doing it as a favor to him but so they say yeah come on we want to talk about you being nominated for an emmy for atlanta this is crazy this is great we want to talk about this never talked about it so he felt sort of sandbagged and immediately went on the defensive because they they, she just went in on him she started just talking about him as opposed to let's talk about atlanta so that's where this kind of came from but here we go but I'm going to tell you at an arena named Phillips, and you're going to tell me at the Atlanta Comedy Theater. That's right. True. Tomorrow, be there. All right. Red Grant show. I know Red I'll Grant. be there. Don't miss it. Red Grant, Cat Williams. Yeah. Red, so that guy right there, Red Grant, the guy with the white sunglasses on. Pretty funny guy. Y'all for coming through, man. And thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you for coming in. I see why people come to Wanda's show. Yeah. Because Frank Ski puts it down. That's right. <laughs> get on out here with your crazy ass. Uh-huh. Is he crazy? <laughs> and here up and get to the salon. All right. It's the People Station View 3. Your hair is kind of... Uh-oh. 
That joint was. My hair is 19 inches long and I have no perm. You don't. Oops. Oh, that's not a perm. No, it is not. Nice lady. That's come, natural. come run, come run one of your gnarled fingers. While you on air, so they can hear you lie. Come on, come on, let me come over here. No, no, no. That's not how that works. Oh, okay. Well, then stay over there. Don't worry. Ain't nobody putting their hands through yours. That's right. They don't have to. Uh-huh. I don't want them to. Get on out of here. You okay? <laughs> Only one of our hands moving while we talk. Are you all right this morning? Are you okay? Brad Grant, Atlanta Comics. So, also, this lady's husband that later that night at a comedy theater pulled a gun on Cat Williams. Oh, shit. Because of this? Yeah. Wow. So, so just think about that. Think about the mindset that Cat Williams has, right? Think about who he is when he does stuff like this, when he talks. You really think he gives a fuck if he offends Kevin Hart or people who want to kiss Kevin Hart's ass or the six guys that go on Joe Rogan that aren't fun? Do you think he fucking cares? Knowing that now. You know what I mean? Not really, but I also don't... Am am I stupid in not thinking this should be iconic as it is, apparently? Like, this doesn't... You don't think it should be? It doesn't seem like it's much. I I, I understand. It gets gets better. It gets better. Okay, all right. Because I'm saying, I understand that he's making fun of her, but uh, there's not much to it yet. It gets better. But also, here's the other thing. She's a radio host, but she also claims to be a stand-up comedian. So you see her get very... You see her get very nervous in the moment, and then afterwards, she kind of plays the victim card. Like, I didn't expect this to go down this way. I wanted Cat in there, this and that. It's like, no, you went at him. You should have expected this. You should have been ready to get roasted and roast back if you're if you're a stand-up comedian. So. Also, tell Wanda to take off them headphones and that wig. And make sure. That wig and that headphones come together. And take off them old-ass clothes you got on. How about that? Yeah, they're old. Versace, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She said, I want to apologize to the people at Versace Collection. This is your 2019 summer but, line that but, hasn't but, come but out. You, but you had but, to open it up and but, show us it was Versace. I wanted to. No, I didn't have to open it, it up. These though. people are on radio. They can't see anything. Yeah, but you opened it up so we could see it. Yes, we ma'am. See it. Well, happy, happy, and happy, happy whatever stores for the Black Lane Bryant. That's right. That's right. Very oh, proud. Okay, let's Very play some proud. music real quick if we can. We going to a break real quick? Very All right, proud. cool. We go to a break. Shout this guy's like, the- please get me out of this. Please. Yeah. He's about to roast her. Number 21 yeah. Necklace Collection. That's right. Shout out to I don't to remember you. me for wilding out, right? I'm not the right one at Jones, though. Get this inmate out of here. If, if, if you can't get your blood pressure down, you can't call me that. If your cholesterol is 600. Whatever, little mama. I'm little mama's baby daddy. No, you little mama. Uh, yes, ma'am. Hey, and what are you, girl? You probably shouldn't talk about sizes. No, that's okay. You big on the radio. That's right. And you're... Whoa. The nervous laughter is so cringy. She's she's fucked. Like, she, like she's, it's, she's it's screwed. Ju- now. It's just now getting to where you can tell that she's uncomfortable. For me, like super it, uncomfortable. Yeah, because she's held it together up until this point. Like this, okay, this is just a fun back and forth. But now you're like calling me fat. Now, now yeah. we're getting into a into some muddy waters. And I'm not ready. And I'm not yeah. ready to right. roast you back. 
Right. And you're being Turn in it prison. Down. And you're yes, being ma'am. in prison. I've never been to prison. Uh, you have 19 felonies, times. no convictions. Yeah. Knock yeah. it off. Prison okay. and jail aren't the same. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, no, okay. no. Calm, calm no, 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 no. Only one calm, of us has $12 calm, calm worth of jewelry on. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. That all is available. If you want to have Wanda's jewelry, please go to Sitgo or Quick Trip at any point. If you buy two packs of Newport 100s, they will give you everything Wanda has on right now for for seven ninety nine, uh, and it comes with a free car wash. Won't you come on down? Okay, question. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate it. The Shay, show starts at 9. Her. Wanda gets to the stage at 9.17. Uh, please come on down. Don't shake. Please don't get Miss Cat uh-huh. and do her She's hair. almost out of breath. Be careful now. Even on the radio, you yes. can hear the fact that exercise has crept into her vocabulary. Yeah. Hey, up, little mama. We're done. You already used that one. Don't yeah. repeat your jokes, Fresh Comedy. Oh, my God. Just go Okay, so is this her show? Yeah. Okay, so that's just nervous laughter that's going on. Like, it. it, Okay, here, here's my thing. If if there was literally tension happening, why are both of the other guys in there laughing? Because it's funny. They're not contractually obligated to do everything she says. Well, I know, I know, but like, how you're. What I'm saying is I feel like they should be on her side. Why? You started it with Cat Williams. Okay. All right. That'd be like, dude, for real, for real, God rest his soul, if Greg Giraldo were still alive, right? And he went on the Rizzuto show. And Riz started roasting Greg, Greg Giraldo. Yeah. And then getting upset that Giraldo came back at him. You're like, hey, man. Do you not know what you signed up for here by roasting this guy? Okay, okay, okay. I understand what you're saying. However, is that a good enough comparison for no, you? No, it's not because. <laughs> okay. Are you gonna te- are you gonna tell me that the other guys in the studio, uh, aren't going or they're just gonna be sitting there laughing because Have Greg Giraldo is roasting Riz? Have you ever seen the clip of Andrew Riz? Santino on the Rizzuto show but and that, him going in on Riz? Yeah, but that's and the guys that's, laughing about that's it. That's jokey. This is what? not. Yeah, it was, dude. No, well. I mean, he didn't throw something at her. He just, he roasted her. You can't roast okay. somebody by calling them fat. You you can, but he She would... said he had ladies' hair. Okay. I'm just saying, what is he going to, uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. Have you seen that clip, though, of Andrew Santino yes, on that it, show? It's, it's epic. Oh, okay. it's, it's one of the best clips from that show. Yeah, I, I, dude, I didn't know that it happened until years after it oh, really? came into my YouTube. Yeah, it came into my YouTube feed. I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't know Santino was on it. So I just clicked it and I, I was, I think I was, I think I was doing yard work or something. So I was just listening. And when he started talking about, yeah, I'm going to start my own station. And I'm going to take these guys with me. Yeah. Like, you don't have them on the wall. <laughs> Why don't you have them on the wall? And he started roasting his teeth and his hair. And like, yeah, I was like, oh, God. But they were all laughing. Riz was laughing. Riz yep. gets it. I'm pretty. I well. I I'm pretty sure I heard that when it happened. Um, and then I actually went to Helium and watched him that that weekend. Oh, too. really? Yeah. We got to we got to meet yeah. him and stuff. It's pretty neat. I had no idea. Like a lot of these guys, him, Mark Norman, uh, Joey Diaz, even Bert Kreischer. I didn't know that he was on uh, till again years after. And I've watched all of those now, or listened to all of them now. You know, Bert tells that story about how. He told this on the Rizzuto show. He tells that story about how he started a band in college and Mark Tremonti from Creed 
was yeah. in the band and they That's kicked right. them out. Yeah. You know that Mark Tremonti calls total bullshit on all of that, right? Right. Yeah, because yeah. Riz even made the comment. He's like, yeah, I was in, uh, well, was it like Metallica or something like that? He's like, yeah, I was in Metallica. Oh, did he but say they'll, that? They'll, yeah, but they'll, they'll never tell you that I was or something like that. Like it was a yeah, yeah, yeah. joke back for them. But do you think, you think Andrew Santino could be one of the six? I say that because he's good friends with Rogan, but I and he also toured with Rogan. But I could also see Cat not thinking he's funny. <laughs> he also had a show, has a show on the same network as a show with Cat Williams. Gonna guess that there's some camaraderie there. Uh, ATL was on FX. Dave is on FX. Uh, okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Listen, man, I'm full of useless information that will do me no good in this life. <laughs> And that's why we do a podcast, okay? Yeah. My, you need to my, know what network guess, a show is on, I'll tell you. My guess is that unless Cat Williams decides to go on Rogan's podcast and give the, num- the six, then we're never going to know. But that would be the only place that he would be able to go and say it. I think he should go and do it. But again, there, there, but, there, but again I think that shows him... I, 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 I think that's, that fucks it up. I think he's done so much damage in the in the comedy world right now with just that podcast with Shannon Sharp. I think if he does another one, I don't think he's one, done any damage at he's all, just, dude. And he's I just think the people reacting shit. to it. Sorry, uh, go ahead. I'm, no, my bad. I'm just saying. I think if he goes and does another podcast and is talking more shit, I think then it becomes. I don't know. It, it's not legitimate anymore. It's it, it, because you just needed the one, the bang, and I'm out. And I drop my mic and it's over. You don't need to go on another podcast where you know Rogan's all he's going to want to do is go on the defensive. And he's going to want to question and question and question every single thing that Kat has to say. I don't think you're giving Rogan enough credit, man. I think Rogan will playfully start the show talking about stand-up comedy, talking about Kat, talking about the stuff that he likes about Kat. And then I think they'll eventually get into it. Okay, then I guess maybe the other side of it is I think that I think that Cat's going to go in on the defensive. I disagree. I think Cat will go all in regardless. And I think it's a win-win for both people. I think it should happen. In fact, I want it to happen. I don't think Rogan gives a fuck about viral videos or trending topics or anything like I d- that. I disagree. Really? He, you think he, he has kn- people he on kn- because of trending topics not, or viral videos? Not normally, not normally, but in this instance, yes. I can name a few. Elon Musk. I can name a few that he. No, no, that, 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 it's Elon Musk. Everything about him is trending. Okay. Any, anyways, what I'm saying is, in this instance, he knows what this would be, and how big this podcast, this episode would be. I think he would want to make it something different. I don't think he would want to lean into what was said on that podcast. I think he would welcome it if it came up organically, but I don't think that he would, I don't think that would be Joe Rogan's purpose. And to be honest with you, if Cat Williams agrees to go on, I don't think that would be his purpose either. I think they would be two guys I don't know, who come dude, from the same I, world. I don't know. I think Cat's going to go on there and he's automatically going to be like, listen, I know why I'm here. We both know why I'm here. Let's, let's start it now. And I think they're going to, it's automatically going to be. would that be? I'm not saying it wouldn't be. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but I'm saying that, you know, they're not just doing it not for the clicks is basically what I'm trying to say. Sure. Well, that's fine. Dude, dude, that's the world we live in. I it don't is, know. We, we, it is. We, 
We and again, you said we, that he, and again, we do a podcast and we want the clicks. I get it. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that. I'm not for talking somebody, about just us. I'm talking for about somebody everyone. to say that they wouldn't be doing it for that reason. That's a big part of the thing too. For, for a content creator to ever go on in front of a camera on a microphone or whatever the case may be, and say that they don't do things for the clicks is just fucking asinine, dude. That's what we all do it for. Everyone, even Joe Rogan, even the $100 million man or whatever the fuck he got paid by Spotify. I mean, you say even, even Joe Rogan, dude, knows. even even everyone that posts on Facebook, you're doing it because you want the clicks. <laughs> everyone. It's every single person, everywhere, everyone. Everyone. It's an epidemic of fucking nonsense that we all fucking right. are stuck in. Yep. It's okay. It's the world we live in now. Yeah. But you said something. You said like he disrupted the comedy world or I don't remember what words you used, but I disagree. I think the people reacting to it in a shitty way have disrupted the comedy world or at least his presence in the comedy world as it pertains to what he said on that podcast. And I think what I think you're I think you're right. I think I think I misspoke. And what when I said when I said that he did damage to the comedy world, I didn't necessarily mean that he did it. I'm, I meant what he said and what on that show caused damage because right. of everyone who's talking about it now. Everybody's wondering, was he talking about me? Or it's the people who were like, yeah, he called me by name. He was definitely talking about me. And it's on both sides of the comedy world. It's on the black side. It's on the white side. It's everywhere. Everyone wins, though, dude. That's true. Yeah, bad press is is good press, basically. Everyone wins. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, so for you to be a guy, unless he, if he didn't talk about you, and and for you to be a comedian and who didn't get mentioned in any of this bullshit, to go like I said in front of a camera or in front of a microphone and bitch about what he did and talk about how he did it for clicks or how you shouldn't talk about other comedians that way, you shouldn't accuse blah 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 blah. blah. It's like you know what he was doing. You've done it too. It's almost like these guys forget that they put all this out on the internet for us to go back and look for and go find. Right. You know? Can we end the show with some music real quick before we get out of here? <laughs> we have not talked about music in like three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so Lil Dicky has just been firing on all cylinders, releasing all this, all of this music from Penis. And I don't know what type of a song do you want? You want funny? You want a little more... Dark, okay, so, you so, want so we, short we, and sweet. We lightly talked about this. Is this stuff from the show or is that we, it's all from the show? It's all from the show. Okay. All from the show. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where you want to go with this, man, but he's released a fuck ton of music, dude. Okay. I, I understand that it's Lil Dicky, but do you, do you agree with how he's doing this? Like, do you, do you think this is the I best love way how to he's do doing it? it? I love it. You think no, just, I love just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks is basically what he's doing? Or do you think he should be doing ah. it like an album and like, here's a single, and then in a couple of weeks, here's another single, and, he, you know, leading up to the full record? Well, think about it this way. I don't think he's throwing shit at the wall to see if it sticks. He's got two, three, uh, three seasons of a show of music to release on an album. So think yeah. of how many songs that is. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh so let's go with let's go with a shorter one so we can get out of here. Let's go with the song honestly. I think you'll remember this. You watch the show. And we can play another one next week. Here we go. New Ladicky. Or newish. That house is dope, by the way. It is dope. 
gotta be everything that I could be. I gotta do this thing, honestly. Why can't I do it all, honestly? I bet I shock them when I drop. I know they probably think I'm washed. I'm kettle cooking with the chip. It's on my shoulders till we win. I'm getting older by the. I'm kettle cooking with the chip. I fucking love that line, dude. Yeah, I fucking love that line, dude. In your personal opinion, do you think like before he even started this show or leading up to the show, this was his plan? Because you know how easy it was Man, to probably good, it's a good to, question, dude. to make these music videos. You know how easy it was. Like it was just cutting clips out of the show that you already made. Yeah, I mean, because this this whole thing music. was literally in the show. Yeah, he still had to make the music though. Well, no, so it's I, not like I, I understand that, but he already made the music for the show. So what I'm saying is, like, putting this album. So out did he is intend to make a show and then put out an album based on the music from the show? Perhaps. Yeah, I would say he's probably a calculated enough guy to. to yeah, I think so. Maybe. Uh, hey, speaking of also, what do you think? I don't know. You think I, so? I think maybe about halfway through, like the second season, he realized, dude, we've got all this music that we're putting into yeah. the show. A catalog of fucking yeah. shit. We're definitely going to do something with this, right? And then just let it right. go, let it go at the end. Uh, but I was going to say, did you see that Gators in a new movie? I did. Uh, the, yeah, what was that? What's it called? Uh, shoot. Yeah, I don't remember, dude. But yeah, we saw it the other night. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. From hype man to movie star. Yep. It's the American dream. Up to here. They always looking like they're winging it. I've been planning every meal. Got me sipping on this beer. And I don't even fuck with beer. No, I need some water and ideas. Yeah, I gotta start to make it clear. I'm kind of peeping all the fallacy. I'm powered by the people doubting me. I had to eat it like a ton of calories. And the analogy is that I'm blowing up, but I've been carrying this weight. So I found a way and now they weighing in on my art. But I will never let nobody second guess my heart I'm really sick of all the pageantry And they don't even have the faculties Yeah, they're trying to teach me what I have to be But they don't comprehend the packaging Opening up, fuck my old shit, all of it sucked Piss on them records, I shit on them records I thank everybody who saw the potential in me But I still had to get it inevitably If I could, I would sit down and conversate with every hater And try to debate them, I know it's subjective But it's my objective to do it so well that it's not you can count on me, one, two, three. When you got the vision of being you, why would I give one fuck what they trying to see? How can I make such insensitive shit and be so sensitive? I'm hypocritical, too hypercritical. It can get miserable. I'm up on Twitter and I'm reading into it. And the most pitiful part of the whole thing is I want to tweet that I'm up at the pinnacle. I want to make them remember they didn't know. I want to pound it in their head like Riddick, but I got to tell you some shit that you didn't know. Or I can let it go and just forget it. But if I forget it, then I'll never get it. But now it's all starting to feel unforgettable, you little bitch. Yeah, leveled up. Uh, Fuck all that being benevolent. I am the best there never was. Remember, there ain't no timelines when you timeless. Ain't no guidelines when you guideless. Sipping my ties, thinking top fives, knowing my time isn't timeless. A ticket it. I gotta be. The fucking beat is dope. Good old Usher there. Usher. Good time. Yeah, let's do another one next week. Okay. But uh, I, I like a lot of this stuff, man. It's, it's really good. Yeah. It's a good place to end. Yep. Let's get out of here. Sweet.